This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and we have a great topic this week. I'm just excited about it. We had more clips than we've had, and I don't know how long, and they weren't all from Andy or Rodney, which was amazing. Andy didn't even submit a clip. Rodney, you had a clip that you put in, but we're not using it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll try to get another one. Rodney, I don't know about you, but I'm going home. Yeah. Are you? Okay, well, yeah, exactly. But it is, you no, know, it's a great topic. The amount of clips usually dictate that. And so, Danny, credit where credit is due, it's your topic. So, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's uh, spiritual wounding and, and the stories that bring hope to others. And so, you know, talking about your woundedness in, in a spiritual sense from your heart. And it could be physical wounds, as you said earlier. I'll steal your line. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that our stories can bring other people's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the way you said it in the email that I, or the text string that I told you I didn't read, but I did. Was it, you know, the Purple Heart? The Purple Heart. Right. You know, I mean, we've been through some stuff that's really kind of, kind of shot up a little bit, some wounding. You know, but that's not the final part of our story. So did you read the text or not read the text or the scripture? Or, you know, you're flip-flopping I, I, I over there. Perused like, perused I it. perused it. Perused yeah. it, I perused it, yeah. Well. I think that's the right right word. Skimmed. Skimmed is another word. Maybe. Skim. Yeah. Well, that's po- Poserused it or something, right? <laughs> that, that's a Boone version of yeah. perused is right. skimmed. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're from Boone, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of Andy. It's from Boone. Anyway. Uh, so... But, <laughs> But back to the topic uh, at hand. And so we have a whole bunch of clips. So we're going to get another one here pretty soon. And so it's not your clip. So, no, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give the microphone. Yeah, it's Jim's clip. Oh, I was going to let you do it because it's, I think of it as our clip. Sam wanted this one too. I did. I just snuck it in first. And that's amazing because that rarely happens. Uh, this is Goodwill Hunting. And uh, I think we probably had this on the show and we've definitely had it at boot camp but this is a deeply wounded young man and his name is will and i never can remember robin williams name sean is his counselor he's having anger management counseling and uh one thing that is not in this clip but is kind of important for our topic is uh and we're going into this hearing about how Will was beaten, but uh, at one point, Will asked Sean, have you had any experience with this? And he says, was seeing it? Yes. And they said, no. I mean, have you personally had experience with it? And he said, yeah. He was beat by his, his dad. father, yeah. uh, usually. And the interesting times were when he was wearing his rings. But we're jumping in here where Will is talking about his abuse situation. Uh, he used to just put a, uh, 
A wrench, a stick, and a belt on the table. Just say choose. Well, I gotta go with the belt there, Vanna. I used to go with the wrench. Why the wrench? It's for him. That's why. Your foster father. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what is it like? Will has an attachment disorder? Is it all that stuff? Fear of abandonment? Is that why, uh, is that why I broke up with Skyla? I didn't know you had. I did. You want to talk about it? No. You will? I don't know a lot. You see this? This is more of a major breakthrough than it may sound like in the clip because Will is totally in control of his emotions and every situation we see him in and he's brilliant so he can pull that off but the one thing that really got to me in this related to our topic was Will asking him if he had experience with that and I kind of wondered if he would have trusted him with his heart and with that breakthrough if he had just been you know a counselor that had dealt with it in the past as opposed to experiencing it himself yeah, you know, as you listen to that clip, great points, Jim. As as you listen to that, how many times does Sean have to tell him it's not your fault? You know, and Will's replies, yeah, I know. I know it's not my fault. You know, and there's this whole, in my mind, I, I may know it's not my fault, but in my heart, there's still a fortified area that has to be broken through to. And so, you know, you have Sean that keeps on that, you know, like a dog on a bone kind of thing, right? And making sure he's he's on it until Will finally hears it and finally believes it to be true. Yeah, because that deepest place that's very, very hard to dig into and grasp is called forgiving ourselves. Yeah. And and that's what's underneath. It's not my fault. Like of course, you know, you, you, Satan's made such a great case for you and whatever your wound is that you got yourself into this, and it is all your fault, that my own experience with that, clearly, and time and time again, as I, and this is the place that it requires Jesus, in my opinion, right? That it was what he did on the cross that actually paid for what it was that I, that was my role in that, but also provided me with an avenue where I could, in fact, forgive myself. Because the most difficult place in any wound I've ever gotten down into to get the healing 
is is right at that point and you know it's not the only clip we use at boot camp where you hear it's not your fault but that knowing it's not your fault in your mind and accepting it in your heart are are far 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 different things but as as danny's brought up and everybody's brought on the topic it, it it is there in your heart that that's what jesus is going after is is your whole heart yeah you're you're exactly right robbie that you know what ends up happening at least for me and in, in some of the major wounds that god's worked on in my life is I'll, I'll get to the point where i forgive the other people but that's not the final place of forgiveness the final place of forgiveness is where the enemy as you said had me twisted and tied around how it was my fault in some way i mean i, I needed that breakthrough in this at this lack last boot camp on something i've been praying about for quite a while you know and it took um you know, a person coming up to me that God had laid some stuff on their heart to talk to me, one of the, the attendees at the camp, and then through our listening prayer time. You know, that, and those were people that didn't know that part of my story. They knew some of it, but they didn't know to the depth that they spoke into, right? But coming from boot camp, I feel significant freedom because I was at a point now where I could let that down and forgive myself. Right, and I think what's key about that, and, and the whole point I was bringing up with how many times he had to say it, is you know God's right there with us. He always is. He's never going to leave us. But a lot of times he chooses to use helpers to come along and guide us through that, someone that's been down that journey before. And that's every one of our ability to do that if we let God do that. I would be willing to bet that 90% of the people listening are in the same boat we are. I mean, I am the hardest person for me to forgive. I'm quick to do it. In fact, I think anybody with even a modicum of compassion is going to forgive others before they forgive themselves. <laughs> Sorry, I used a big word, Robbie. That means a little bit. Poser. <laughs> you know, every time I think I get a word up on you, Jim, you got to bring up a new word. I really I wish he was posing because then yeah. we'd have something on it, but he actually knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm going to see if the they have part. some of that bathroom tissue where it has like word of the day so I can like, look at it every time. All you had to do was be a boring kid like me and read the dictionary when you were in grammar school and find new words because it was fun. Monicum. Monicum. Yeah. And we got Harold spelling it over here. All right. Harold date her. I did. I thought I heard that on one of the other episodes. Monicum. Maybe we could put that away. Maybe it'll be like the last of the Monicans or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. So, Danny, did you have a question for anybody? I'm just wondering. Yeah, I would ask. I would ask what wounds is it that you would say God has dealt with you and has brought hope to somebody else? And Andy, you have the mic there, so <laughs> you just wow. have, it is it after happen. hours. It yeah. is after hours. Yeah. So, okay. It's time. So, you know, I thought a lot about this and there's there's wounds in my life that I've talked about. The 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 thing that I whenever I started going to boot camps that, that I didn't really see was my father wound of him being absent in my uh, adolescent years and stuff. And that's big and stuff, but I guess probably the really the wound that got me focused and kind of got me searching and where I found while the art boot camps, the, the, this ministry and all that was when me and my wife separated 10 years ago. And so at that time, it was before I'd connected with the ministry and all, I had a friend who had been through this same ordeal that I was going through. And he was just a godsend for me. And I, at the same time, I was got wild art, handed it to him. It really helped him. But there were things that he could really speak into my life and help me know 
what kind of what was going on because I was a mess right then. Yeah. You know, I was it was devastating to me, and it was something that I I felt like I looked back and I had a lot of it is my fault. I feel like I was cavalier in how I handled my marriage. There were a lot of things that I just kind of did and just did because and didn't really invest in my wife as I should and those kinds of things. But there was just some things out of my control too. And he really helped me through a lot of that. And, um, you know, it, it, it really got me through a difficult time. And then, you know, as I joined this ministry, you guys have been great in helping me see things, speaking into my life. A lot of you guys have been through some of the same situations. And so, you know, we continually, there's, it's not just one person that God usually uses, it's a multitude. And, and since this is a process that's happening over time, so you're going to get more and more people in different perspectives at different times. But what's been cool, though, is I really have sought to use my story. And you guys have heard some of my story at boot camp. But, you know, there's been a couple guys that God's brought into my life. I had one guy call me up um, a couple years ago. Well, probably yeah, two years ago or whatever. And he was going through the same thing. And I was able to speak into his life, tell him about what I would went through with discovering my heart through Wild at Heart and, and those things. And I haven't heard much from him, but I know that he and his wife are still together and stuff. I know that I've spoken into somebody that's really close to me that I worked with that have really got him through a difficult – or I didn't. God got him through. But my, you know, my story helped him a lot. And there was a story that we worked on a daily basis and that I had to go into – I was able to go into a level deeper than I ever had before – because of where he was at and that he had ears to hear at that time. So, you know, I know that God does that. I mean, people, I've been a, both a receiver and a, and a, and a you know, a helper uh, on both sides of that. And I know this stuff works, and I know that's how God intended it to be. Yeah, that's a great point, Andy. I, I was thinking about, for me, my first boot camp that I spoke at. Uh, I did the wound talk, and God laid it on my heart to talk about you know, molestation issues as a kid, and I really didn't want to talk about it. Honestly, I was ashamed. I didn't really want to talk about it. I knew I had to. And at that particular boot camp, when I first shared it, there was no less than three or four guys that came up to me after, one of them in tears, you know, just saying, I didn't think I could ever talk about this with anybody. You know, another uh, guy that I met you know, for lunch for about the next six months, you know, off and on, just talking through some of the stuff, and he was also seeing a counselor, and so we were just talking through his friends, you know, that was great, that, you know, that God said, this is something, there was an intent behind having me do it, even though it was painful, and I got a lot of healing in it, but a lot of the, the thing that came on the backside was, wow, God, you can really use this for other people, which was really cool, and, and I don't know why I doubted that, but, you know, the enemy gets you so twisted that you believe that you're not, uh, I can't think of the word, that, you know, you're disqualified. Yeah, damaged goods. You're damaged goods. You're disqualified, and that's we're all disqualified without him, right? Which leads me to Bob Young's one of his favorite things. He says is, "What I thought made me disqualified makes me uniquely qualified," right? Um, as he had a struggle with drug drugs, um, and, and he ended up teaching this youth group, and time again, you know, they come because what you think in your story makes you damaged goods is actually. The, the beautiful thing about it is that God's the hero of the story, right? Absolutely. I boast in my weaknesses because through my weaknesses, God has shown to be as strong as he possibly is. Who you want to pick on now, Danny? 
Uh, Rodney. You want to pick on Rodney? Homeless Rodney. Homeless Rodney. <laughs> Home on the range. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, you get, you what do you want to pick on? Well, it's Danny, not me. Why are you looking at me? Because you're the one that had the mic, and now he's got one. Your story. Yeah. Story of hopelessness story turned of into hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can take it in either direction. When when God's brought somebody into your life when you thought you were hopeless, or at times that He's brought others into your life that you've helped for a season. Yeah, because there's not one that I would go out and say that I've helped in a season. I know that in this group. We've all had different things that have helped us think of different things, and it's helped us to realize stuff. Like Andy was just saying, his story, there's definitely some stuff in his story that's helping me have strength Mm -hmm. in this time. But I would say that for me, the fact that the ultimate poser of who are you, well, I am whoever it is you think I am. So I want to be the person that thinks whoever you are so if i'm coming in front of you sam and i've i've already you've got this opinion of me that's what i'm going to be to you if robbie has a different opinion that's what i'm going to be to him for danny for everybody in my life for this group of friends or for that group of friends i could always say oh i'll turn that part of me on for that group and this part on for that group and <clears throat> until i truly came to christ that was what mattered what you whoever you are, thought of me. So I would just live in that and say, oh, well, that's what's really important to me. And I would swing on that big vine back and forth, that pendulum from got the highest of highs when, boy, they're happy with me to where they're not happy with me. I got the lowest of lows. And back to your suicide issue. I remember when I went to a counselor one time and you ever had depression? No, I've never been depressed in my life. Have you ever thought about committing suicide? Yeah, all the time. Who doesn't? Uh, you know, you think whatever you go through is normal. And he's like, um, that's a sure sign of depression. And I'm like, what? If that, then doesn't everybody have that? And kind of find out that, well, some do, some don't. But that was like, okay, I've really got to think a little more serious about this. And then coming to Christ really was the moment which I've only remember two times that it's ever entered my head as a oh I want to do it again and I used to think about that all the time Mm -hmm. and to not think about wanting to kill myself because I am living for someone else who is in me and he and living a different life and it's like that stuff just doesn't even come into my mind because I'm not thinking that I'm not reading about that I'm not worried about what Robbie thinks about me you know mm-hmm. who cares what Robbie thinks you know yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> but that's just where I, that's just where I'm at and it's just it's I never thought I would be there I never thought I'd have that monkey off my back that's thank you for sharing Rodney I want to remind you of something and I need Robbie's help. Ro- uh, I asked you to respond to Warfare Talk a couple boot camps ago. Yeah, I remember uh, that at one. At Park Springs, right? Yep. And there was something in what you said that really spoke to your heart, Robbie, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Led to some breakthrough, mean, breakthrough for you. Yeah, he t- he, the way he highlighted bigger agreements was actually the way I think he termed it. And, and, and you threw this one out of disappointment. 
um, like I feel like I'm a disappointment to people, which speaks into what you were just actually just talking about. And when he said that, I mean, it hit me like a brick. Like, man, I have always felt like I was a disappointment to my father. And and I was sitting there in tears, realizing I had this giant father wound that I didn't even know I had. As a result of you sharing, you know, your brokenness in 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 the same kind of disappointment field, and oh, what God's done with that. Um, as a result of of you know what he did with you, so that's yeah. that that's exactly to the point, Sam. Of you know, as we get breakthrough, and you, you know how many times your breakthrough has helped me, and you know everybody at the table, as as they push into the stuff that hurts, right? Because this isn't easy stuff to to right. to work on or to that 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 you want to bring up and go into. But as you push into the healing, man, what you do for your whole community, and I would not have pushed in to mine if sam wouldn't have said hey would you like to respond to that and i you know where am i going to go with that because my major father wound was i don't matter yeah which you saw who you hear is disappointment and it's like that triggers you and then andy's will get triggered and it's just it's really neat to watch what god does yeah and it's it's interesting as you talk about that you know similarly for me my dad you know, a lot of my story, I did. The message I got was, "You're not a priority," right? And so you can see how the enemy has a certain uh, attack that's directed uniquely at you, but it's so similar because he attacks us all in kind of the same ways, right? And that was made clear by the exchange we just had. We have wounds that have been healed that, by sharing with others can help them through theirs. And they do, too, the other way. It works both ways. But if we're not sharing, we're just being the island, the rock, then you don't get healed, I don't get healed. So you actually have a microphone in front of you. You want to go ahead and share some of your story? (laughs) (laughs) My, My major wound is one, and it's wearing my heart on my sleeve. I've, uh, Nearly lost my marriage. He's looking for my heart on my sleeve. It's under the blue blood there. <laughs> but uh, it, I basically nearly lost my marriage. I was a long way from Christ. I fell for a Proverbs 7 woman, and I never actually got the shaft through the liver, but it felt like it. And I, that process brought me back to God, back to my wife, brought both of us back. God used that to throw us back together and get us into a church where we both were worshiping and and healing. But so many times in my ministry now, I'll run into guys that are pursuing the Proverbs 7 woman and and most of them don't listen to me. You say, boy, I wouldn't have listened to anybody either, but it prepares them for the healing on the other side. Yeah. And and God will get hold of you unless you do get the shaft through the liver. I need to uh, go peruse Proverbs 7 and figure <laughs> out what you're talking about. <laughs> not 31. That, yeah, not, not 31. Not 31. No. Get the right proverb, yeah. lady, right? Danny, so you have a microphone in front of you as well. Yeah. the um, I was reminded of a story that – Years ago, I had a friend who worked in the court system, and because I had come through 
addiction and recovery. The uh, she would send us guys every now and then say, "Hey, I really think this guy needs help." Well, she sent me this one guy. He was living in the woods, and so I took him and got a hotel room for him. He ended up stealing the woman's microwave, doing all sorts of different stuff. And every time we would want to go to a meeting or something, he'd have an excuse. And I'm thinking, you know, the disappointment, I'm something I'm not doing right or something. Well, there was a guy living in the room next to him that every time I'd show up, he and I would talk, and he ended up biting on the hope. And he ended up getting into a halfway house and got got his life straightened out. And, and last I knew of him, he, he was clean and sober, and his whole life turned around. And he wasn't the... He wasn't my target, so to speak, and it's just an interesting story. The, don't know what happened to the other guy. Pretty sure he opened up a microwave shop somewhere. Yeah, or he did. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was your target. It's just the target God had for you, not the one that you had for you. Yeah. Right. That was given to you. Yeah. Harold, do you have any more to share? You want to share any more on this topic with us? Uh, as we move a microphone over towards you. It's working its way, Harold. I think the Proverbs seven woman is the one that. Uh, is alluring the innocent young rather silly boy that's trolling down the streets oh i see jim all over that (laughs) my my husband has gone on a long trip and we can have a good time i fixed up my bed da 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 uh without going into any detail i will say that i had a situation like that but fortunately, I wasn't the stupid young man that got his liver pierced. <laughs> yeah, the temp- temptation's always there, isn't it? Yes, very much. Well, thank you, Harold. So, Danny, what do you got? We got uh, another briefly a minute or so. Any final thoughts on this topic you'd like to share, or any questions you'd like to ask? Or it's like you get in another clip. I have. Yeah, we we, we can't get in Robbie's clip. I <laughs> can't get into I, duck clip. I've intentionally talked long enough. We could not get Robbie's clip in. Yeah, there's a wounded duck in the room. I'm just saying. Yeah, there yeah. is. Uh, Jim has a Bible verse to share. <laughs> It's yeah, Proverbs Proverb 7 something. It's 721, so you don't have to look it up later because okay. I know how much trouble you have with that. Yeah, that's me. With much seductive speech, she persuades him with her smooth talk. She compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver, as a bird rushes into a snare, and on to you. Okay. So unlike donkey, you're comparing yourself to a stag, not a steed. <laughs> if you don't know Shrek, again, just reach out to, we will pray for you at masculinejourney.org. Uh, go register for the boot camp coming up uh, March 31st through April 3rd. We'd love to have you there. If you have any topics that you'd like for us to cover, please reach out to us to any of our names at masculinejourney.org. You got uh, Robbie, Rodney, Danny, Andy, Jim, Harold, Sam, Wayne, as many as you want. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.